Welcome to the geek to geek podcast, where we may actually be getting better at this. I'm Void. I'm here with my co-host, Beej. And I am drinking out of a sippy cup. I'm Beej. <laughs> nice sippy cup. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about DC superheroes with uh, Batman versus Superman, or is it Superman versus Batman? It's out by the time you're listening to this. And we had DC superheroes on the topic list from the very beginning when we brainstormed. So we thought it was probably a good time. I think it was the first one we actually wrote down, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. You have more of a history with DC superheroes than I do. Do you want to give me a little bit of idea where you're coming from? Uh, well, I'm coming from the nerdy kid uh, who used to buy comic books from the supermarket. I used to, when they had the round spindle things that you would, I don't know if you had it there, I'm not sure if it was actually a Southern thing or if it was an everybody thing, but in the 80s and early 90s, there were long, tall racks of comic books at the grocery store. So we would go in and I would just spin them around and people would break the spines of the comic books looking through them to see which ones were stacked up behind them. And so I would go in and buy comics off of these, these just tattered, beat-up comics that were actually made for reading instead of collectors as a kid. And I found that Batman was getting his back broken and that Superman was dying. Like, they were killing Superman. This was right around the time that that was actually making news. And when I found that issue in the grocery store of Superman dying and of Batman getting his back broken, I mean, it was awesome. I found Batman 497, and I was just hooked. Like, this entire, this my entire life passed in terms of nerdery and geekery and all of this stuff it was from being in the grocery store and seeing batman getting his back broken so i just had to start collecting at that point i just loved it like did you ever read those did you ever read any of the early like nightfall comics like that no i i didn't read very many comics as a kid actually i know we're gonna do a episode on comics eventually but i didn't get into comics at all until college when one of my roommates just gave me a ton that he had digitally he's like okay. here check these out you'll probably like them so i checked those out and i read comics that he gave me for a while and then i didn't touch them again until about a year ago when um, oh. the star wars marvel comics started coming out like the new ones that are canon you know for the first time ever and that got me to check out marvel comics basically so i i went after that and i got like um Marvel Unlimited subscription and just kind of binged for a while. But I completely understand that. Yeah, I, so I wasn't really a comic book kid, but I did watch like DC superheroes as a kid because I was a kid in the 90s and they had those 90s cartoons. Yeah, so I remember Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series was a big one for me. And then there was the Superman one at the same time. And I remember right. really liking that. And I, I want to say there was another one that might have been Justice League or something where they brought yep. more heroes together around that time. Uh -huh. Is that right? Yeah, they had a Justice League cartoon. I don't remember what year it was, but yeah, they was it was awesome. I remember when that first came out, I was just, I loved it. So I watched some of that one too. And then, I mean, like as far as the superheroes in general, DC has always felt a little bit, like the superheroes are too perfect. They're almost like gods in a way. Like they're just, I have trouble connecting with them, which is why I've been more interested in Marvel overall. The only exception has been Batman. Batman I find interesting. Well, I think everybody loves Batman. That that, that I'm the same way. I, I look at DC Comics, and they are so about spectacle. It's about these epic battles. It's about the, the whole 
the way it looks and the way it feels rather than the way it makes you feel. And so I think that uh, in terms of the comics, that's why I've, I've liked it when I want to read something about these characters and about these superheroes doing superhero-y things. So you'll go out and I'll read a Justice League comic and they're fighting bad guys from outer space or Batman is is trying to plot to bring down the entire Justice League because he only, he's the only one smart enough to do it. Or Superman is holding a black hole between his hands and the Green Lantern is trying to help him throw it into the sun. I mean, ridiculous things that we can't relate to. And I've always loved that about them. But you're absolutely right. They, uh, the Marvel comics are about where you have these people being these characters, rather these characters going out and doing this, doing these things. And some of that epic stuff appeals to me. Like what you said about like Batman breaking his back and Superman dying. Like I, I think I've heard some people talk about that, but... It, it just didn't cross my radar ever. Okay. You know, maybe I just had bad luck of the draw whenever I took a look at DC superheroes because the like the weekly things that I've checked out, you know, the ones that they just put out in bulk weren't these special events. They were ones where it's like, this is a superhero. They're perfect. They're going to do one thing and save the day. And then it's kind of all reset. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I love so much about Batman when you were talking about that is that I actually felt for Batman and felt for Bruce during that as a kid when I saw him get his back broken and that he couldn't be Batman anymore and all of his friends rush to him and make sure that they were trying to make sure that everything just didn't fall apart and that Gotham didn't go completely just just bonkers and that the bad guys didn't win that connected to me because i saw the family connections and as a kid i saw batman get you know ragged and beaten and everything and you actually see this did you see uh you saw the dark knight rises right yeah then i mean we'll get to it here in a little bit but i really liked those nolan films the right. Batman trilogy. Those were fantastic. The reason I ask is because the entire scene where he's fighting Bane and Bane lifts him up over his head and cracks him over his knee, that is panel for panel out of the comic book where Batman gets his back broken. I told oh, wow. Jennifer that's super cool. I told Jennifer, I told my wife that when we, when we go to see this movie, that if they don't have Batman versus Bane and Bane and Batman getting broken over Bane's knee, I'm getting up and walking out of the theater. And she told me, No, 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 you're not gonna do that. You say that you you would not do that so i'm like yeah you're right i probably wouldn't and they had so, it, so you didn't have to they had it and i got so excited i started slapping her leg excitedly <laughs> beside me going look 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 he broke batman I didn't realize that I was slapping her leg so excitedly. I was actually slapping her leg and hitting her leg, not just excitedly, <laughs> oh, no. like, oh, I love you. I was just like, it was bad. Like, she was like, stop, that actually hurts. And it was like, I was just, I was really nerding out because it was like 10 year old me is coming out and seeing this movie on the screen. And I just, I mean, I really, I, I adored that particular moment made me love DC Comics. That's awesome. Well, why don't, I mean, why don't we talk about those movies a little bit more? Like the current, the current run of DC movies are, interesting yeah but they're hit and miss like i I liked the batman ones that were done by nolan that trilogy was fantastic especially the middle one with heath ledger as joker and it is so hard for me to go back and watch like i love it it is brilliant and i saw it multiple times in the theater bought it on dvd uh and blu-ray love it watched it at home but going back and rewatching it, I can't rewatch it because it is so serious. When it starts, I'm in for two and a half hours of 
everything is terrible and dark and serious and we take ourselves very seriously and it is brilliant and I can't say enough good things about it, but I just don't watch it for fun because to me, it's not a fun movie to watch. It's a good movie to watch, if I that makes any that. sense. No, it. I mean, it does. And it's it's interesting that it has bled over into the other movies, which is, yes. I think is where I have more of a problem with it. Um, Batman can be dark and it can be gritty and it can be serious because it's Batman and that's yeah. kind of the tone that it's taken. And I, I know Batman reflects the culture of the times like you go back and you look at those you know early what was it 50s or 60s batmans with adam west like that's totally different batman but overall batman can be dark and grim and gritty but then they carried that same style over to superman because it made so much money but it's different superman is not supposed to be that it's so dark i'm right behind you i am right there with you superman jennifer now jennifer is a a superman girl like she on our first date we argued batman versus superman in a bookstore i mean we that that was how i knew that she was you know she was the one was that was what we were doing our first date together and she constantly tells me but these are too dark like i i I'm fine with him being it being serious, but why doesn't the sun shine in Metropolis? And I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, you're right; it's hopeful, and Superman's supposed to be, you know, bright and shiny and, and optimistic, and not the dark and gritty. And I think a lot of it was from you know the Dark Knight making so much money. Yeah, I think they did a big misstep there. I mean, I did watch the latest Superman movie. I end up watching most of the superhero movies that come out just because. I think superheroes are interesting, but I know the movies are really hit and miss. And yes. I watched the last Superman. Is it? It's Man of Steel, right? Yeah. 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 So I watched Man of Steel and it was okay to watch once, but I didn't think it was a great movie and I didn't think that it did Superman very well. And like we were saying, it's it's not that it's just dark in tone. It's that the film itself is actually dark. Yes. This is something that I wanted to bring up to you. You probably noticed it, but like... I worked as a video editor professionally for a number of years and we weren't on a giant production team. Like we had to do a lot of parts of video production. So I was an editor, but I was doing the production half of it too. And, you know, sometimes I would interview, sometimes I would do audio, but I learned how to color grade stuff. So I functioned as a colorist a bunch of times on projects that I edited, you know? <laughs> oh. And so as a colorist, I look at this and it's just, why did you do this? Because you know that the imagery underneath is brighter and it didn't have to be a dark movie. Like they chose to do that on purpose and they carried it through the whole movie. And it's just it's dark. Like some of it is even hard to see what's going on because it's so dark. And I liked that movie. I saw it like three times, two times in the theater, three. I can't remember, but I actually liked it. It was the first Superman movie that I really liked. I don't like the Christopher Reeve ones. Uh, I know it's blasphemy and somebody's going to send me hate mail about this, but I don't like the Christopher Reeve Superman. I don't, I don't like the, uh, uh, Superman Returns. I didn't like Superman Returns in the theater and it seemed to have gotten, you know, retroactive hate. Like critics loved it when it came out and then everybody just assumed that it was remembered that it was bad later. And so I I I liked Man of Steel when it came out, and I still do, but it's not a very good movie. I see exactly what you're saying. Put together in the way that technically it's not a good movie. It's just not put together terribly well. But I liked what it did with Superman and made like I liked what it did with Clark a little bit. And I also loved the comic that it was based on Birthright. Um, 
I have nothing like nothing like the one that I actually wrote uh, uh, with my book uh, named Birthright. But Superman Birthright is a uh, um, the comic that they took a lot of Man of Steel from, and it's really good. And they take a lot of the images like pan- fr- straight from the panels and the story, like, overall story. They made a lot of changes to it in terms of uh, switching, like Ma and Pa Kent. And making uh, Pa Kent the one that he loves and and really attaches himself to when it was actually Ma in the book. And like Laura is the one who is like trying to send him away in the book, but made it be Laura uh, wanting to keep him on Krypton in the movie. Uh, And it was just cool. Interesting changes that the mother was the one who wanted to send him away to save him uh, in the comic book, but they didn't, you know, the filmmaker's choice was to make uh, Russell Crowe be the one to do that. I like when they do that, when they take a source material and actually adapt it, you know, like they stay true to kind of the core of it, but they make it their own. Like, that's cool to hear. I didn't even realize that it was based on one specific comic book. It brings others in, but mostly Birthright. Okay. And I I didn't I didn't hate the movie. I liked it the first time I watched it because it was, you know, it's a superhero movie. Like I enjoyed my time with it, but I don't ever see myself watching it again. Okay. But not to hate on the movie too much. I mean, there was one part I liked where he was probably like in his 20s and he wasn't really Superman yet. He hadn't adopted the mantle of Superman. He was just a guy and he was kind of just wandering, just trying to be a guy, but he kept having to do super things and be Superman. That is the best part of Birthright. If you like that, then what you need to do is you need to go and you need to go on Amazon or wherever it is that you buy your comics and just go buy Superman Birthright right now because that is the best part of that comic. And they took it, put it in Man of Steel and basically completely stripped it of everything that made it awesome. And it was still good. I still liked it. That's my one of my favorite parts about the uh, about the movie as well. But it is so much more uh, compelling in the comic because they make Clark an actual person in the comic way more than they did in the movie. And which is with you saying that, like that's where he felt like a human. You will love the comic when they do that because it's like, he's going out and wanting to be a journalist because he wants to help people and change the world and do all of this. And he's a good writer rather than, you know, he falls into the job at the daily planet because he's there kind of. And uh, like he does at the end with, uh, with Lois, but I think you would, he's already a journalist in birthright when it comes, when that happens and him going around the world. It's awesome. Like, I mean, you will love this. I think I need to check that out. Okay. So the other thing I really want to talk about were the modern TV shows that have yes. come out of DC superheroes. Like I, I just checked it out like a month ago, the flash, which is in its second season now, but I don't even know why I ended up checking it out because I usually just don't grab on to DC superheroes in yeah. any form. Like I said, I'm, I admit it up front, which is why I really think your opinion on this is interesting. It's good to hear the other side of it. Right. But the Flash season one, so it did something that I loved. It got the origin story out of the way as quickly as possible. By the end of season one, episode one, you have the origin story of the Flash done, and he's a superhero, and he likes it. And yes. I love that, because at this point, I hate origin stories. There are so many superhero movies and shows and things out there, and I like them in general, but I don't want to ever see an origin story again. I get it, you know? Like, if you have to tell an origin story, please do it as short and succinct as possible, and then get on with the character. Yes, 
And I'm the same way. Now, I haven't seen the entire first season of it. You have. I've seen the first episode of the first season and the last episode of the first season. And so I bookended it, and I felt the exact same way that you did about The Flash. I loved it. I immediately went out and looked to see if there were Star Labs hoodies that I could buy for myself. I loved it. And I loved it because it was optimistic and hopeful. It was about a guy who got superheroes and that he was he liked it. He wanted to be a superhero. He was optimistic. It was going to be a good thing in his life. And I wanted to watch more and just never have. I've just never sat back down and watched any more of it. And I think I would really, really like it. I think you would like it. I mean, I'm I'm just amazed because like I watched Daredevil, right? I watched Daredevil season one and the whole season is basically an origin story. And I did not like that season of TV very much. I kind of forced myself through it because I feel a little invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this yeah. point. And by the end of it, I was I was glad that I had watched it, but it wasn't a show that I was recommending to people because I didn't think it was that great. It was this long, drawn out 10 episode arc that was all an origin story. And then by the end, okay, he's finally Daredevil. Now we can get on with the actual story. Whereas the Flash gets it out of the way, and then he's a superhero, and he's also not brooding about it. He loves it. Like, you can tell in that first season especially that Barry Allen loves being the Flash. He likes being a superhero, and he embraces it. And he already has a team in episode one. Like, he has a team backing him. He's not hiding his identity from someone. He doesn't have this big angst over keeping it to himself. There's some people that he keeps it from, but they use those as like, you know, good story moments later. But he has a team right away. It's it's not a big thing. It just gets it out of the way and gets on to him being the Flash, which I think is so cool. And it works. That's the thing. It's not as though they're trying something new that doesn't work. You care about those characters. I've heard a lot of people say immediately that these people put together that there's chemistry with all of that team being put together and that you see exactly how they work together. Uh, Because even in that first episode where, you know, they're coming together and it's that origin story. I saw that uh, where I liked watching these people interact with each other. Yeah, they definitely have a good chemistry in the team. And it, it shows, you know, it makes a good ensemble cast. And that's the big thing about Arrow that I don't like is that it took so long to get everything to where it actually felt like it was the Green Arrow, like he was going to be the Oliver Queen that I expected him to be and that I wanted to see from the comics and from the cartoons. So for me to know that the Flash actually just goes straight into the superhero stuff rather than having the brooding buildup that Arrow had actually makes me really want to go more into the Flash, knowing that it's not an entire origin season like so many of them do yeah and like i tried to watch the arrow too and i i watched a bunch of it and i just could not get into it and i even jumped ahead to like i looked up you know what are the best episodes of the arrow and i jumped ahead because i kind of knew the characters and i kind of knew the you know the big picture of the story so i was like i can jump in and just try out a couple of these really good episodes and i still i couldn't get hooked on it the only episodes of the Arrow, or Arrow, I think it's just Arrow, yeah. that I really liked were the ones that were crossovers with The Flash, where he okay. was, you know, they were written together as a storyline, and those ones worked really well. Now, have you seen any of season two with, obviously you have with, with The Flash and stuff like that, uh, seeing the season three and stuff like that episodes, but did you, do you know the story of season two that was going on with it, with Deathstroke coming in and being the big bad of the season? It started to feel way less like Batman Begins on, uh, 
Batman Begins the soap opera and uh, started to feel way more like a comic book show in season two. And then they went full out CW in season three where everything was all melodrama and I stopped watching it actually. And I've heard that season four has toned that back some, but I got so burned out on season three of Arrow as much as I loved it. Um, I guess uh, it failed this city in my mind, if you've ever heard anybody say uh, say that about Arrow. So you bounced off of it, too, in mm-hmm. the end. I did. I haven't gone back. I'll probably go back and finish it at some point, but maybe? I don't know. I want to go into Supergirl. Talking about optimistic, hopeful, colorful shows, like that's one I've seen the first episode of and adored everything about it. That's why Flash and Supergirl were teaming up. I mean, they're the same tone of show that... Have you seen it? I I watched the pilot, and then I haven't gotten back to it, but I haven't completely dismissed it either. Um... So it's on my radar. My five-year-old nephew adores it. He goes crazy over this, and I love it. And I've just heard so many good things that they're doing with Supergirl. I'm going to have to go check it out once the entire season gets on something streaming. Yeah, that might be part of it for me. I like to kind of binge a show, you know, if I can. Um, yep. And then if I get caught up, I'll I'll maybe watch it week to week on Hulu or something. But The Flash season one being on Netflix, and I could just sit down and I watched it all in like, two or three nights yeah even though it's like a 22 episode season like i really like the flash the first season of it so yeah maybe maybe i just have to wait for supergirl to come out on streaming before i can really get into it i did check out legends of tomorrow have you looked at that yet no i haven't i've seen the some of the promos for it and i've never seen a single never seen a single episode I love Brandon Routh, like his era, his Adam that is in Arrow. I loved his character. He was the best thing about season three of Arrow. It was awesome with him becoming the Adam at that point. So he's the reason I want to watch the show. Okay. Yeah, it it was interesting. Um, the first, like the pilot got me and I really liked it. So then I watched the next two or three weeks as it was coming out on Hulu and it lost me like it it turns into a time travel story hopping between different times yeah and they just end up in this kind of boring period of history where i feel like they they can't do a lot like it kind of teases you that they're going to jump into the future you know or like the far distant past or something like crazy you know which would be really interesting to me yeah and instead they get stuck in the 70s just because So I think maybe I need to wait until it's out as a full season and then maybe give it another shot. But I didn't love it. To be able to fully see what the show does, I wonder if it's trying too hard to be a Doctor Who type show. And uh, we kind of, I don't know. It just feels, it feels off to me for some reason. But I will, I like Brandon Routh enough to be able to at least give it a little bit of time whenever it gets out to where I can see it streaming somewhere. Yeah, the pilot was solid. I think it just didn't find its way yet. And maybe it will, you know, especially if they re-up it for a second season. That'll mean that they see something there that might be worth checking out. And I think they'll do that. They have put too much marketing into it to to not do it as a comic book show. They'll have people watching it, I assume. I mean, if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still on the air, I'm going to assume that Legends of Tomorrow can get uh, can get a second season. That's probably a good call. What? Okay, so what do you think about Batman versus Superman? Oh my. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should go first. 
you're the yes. one who knows DC better. Okay, so Batman versus Superman. I feel like the trailer gave way too much away. Like, I feel like I already understand the entire movie without having seen it. I've seen, what, two or three previews? But the last preview basically said, okay, Batman and Superman are going to fight. Here's a bunch of the locations where they're going to fight and the reasons they're fighting. You can tell that Lex Luthor is the one that compels them to fight each other because they showed that scene already. Uh-huh. And then they give away the big reveal of Wonder Woman at the end, which you can tell must be like in the third act towards yes. the end of the movie because she shows up and then they show her showing up and both of them being surprised. Also, I don't remember the villain's name because I don't know the heroes that well, but they showed Zod being, yes, Doomsday. They showed Zod being resurrected as Doomsday and he's like the big bad. So, okay, I feel like I know the movie. Like, why do I need to see it? Yeah, that's kind of the way I feel about it. I don't think it's going to be any good. I don't think that it is a either a technically good movie or even a, uh, even a, I don't even know what how to even describe. I don't think there's going to be much good in this movie, but I think going in and knowing what we know, with the trailer being completely full of spoilers, uh, I think going in knowing that you know the the reviews ahead of time because we're recording this uh, the day before it comes out, and uh, so still talking about what we're going to expect to see out of it when we see it. Uh, the reviews are coming back like some of the worst like bomb terrible reviews that this is one of the worst movies that 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 DC or any place has put out in a very long time that's a travesty going in knowing that I might actually think it's fun you know knowing what this movie is may make it a little more enjoyable for me that I love sucker punch for the same reason like Zack Snyder I don't like Zack Snyder like he is bad at what he does but if I know that I'm going to see a Zack Snyder movie I'm like yeah you know what that's exactly what Zack Snyder set out to make this so you know what you succeeded I I saw Batman like punch Superman in the face good job I gave you five dollars for that that that's what i expect out of this movie that's what i got out of sucker punch i mean there's some pretty girls doing some weird like actiony things you're fighting ninjas and steampunk zombies that's what i paid for there's no story there that's exactly what i expect out of batman versus superman oh you're wearing some colors and you're punching this thing that was resurrected hey there's wonder what that is all i expect out of this movie So maybe the bad reviews are a good thing for you. Maybe you can actually enjoy it more now that your expectations have been lowered. When I found out that the first scene of the movie is Martha and Thomas Wayne getting killed in an alley, and that is how the movie opens, and we find out that Batman's parents are dead, I knew that this movie was going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be since they announced it. Jennifer and I have talked about it, and we know that this is going to be a Zack Snyder movie. Gotta get that origin story in there again, right? Yeah, they had to. They, everybody knows ba- Batman's parents are dead. There's not, there is, there are like children who have never heard of Batman, and you say the word Batman to them, and they're like, parents are dead? That is what children who have never heard of Batman can tell you about Batman. Everybody knows that Batman's parents are dead, and we're gonna watch it again. Here, okay, so here's the, the other thing with the movie that I heard, because I, I read some of the reviews today. I right. knew I probably wasn't going to see it until it comes out on streaming or DVD anyway, because I'm obviously not a huge DC fanboy. But I did hear that Batman uses guns in this movie, and that bugs me as someone who really? actually likes Batman, because isn't that completely opposite of everything Batman stands for? And I'm sorry, this is hearsay. Like I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if this is true, but I saw in some of the reviews that they mentioned that Batman is okay with guns? It's been a while since I've read it, 
but I think he actually does use some guns in The Dark Knight Returns, which this is like loosely based on. They're using a lot of the aesthetic with the Frank Miller uh, Dark Knight Returns. So he uses like way more stuff like that. He uses like rubber bullets and and things like that in uh, uh, Lost It Again in the Frank Miller book. And so he does that. And even if you go back as far back to Detective 27, he shoots somebody and kills them in the first issue. Uh, that was how he solved the crime was Batman had a handgun and he killed somebody uh, in the very first appearance. And they, you know, they retconned that with Crisis in the 80s and he doesn't do that anymore. But yeah, in terms of just what people are expecting out of Batman, it is probably a little different Batman than they're expecting. So it's but it's not totally unprecedented. So that's good to know. Um, I guess Batman was kind of interesting in that it looks like they're doing a take on him where he's been around for a while. And he's kind of the grizzled veteran superhero, which I'm glad finally we actually get that because it's the problem. The main problem that I have with the Nolan movies and the main problem that I actually have with the uh, uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond movies, you have origin movies and then you have the middle movies that should be just the kind of fun action. I'm a superhero. I'm doing this as this character movie. And both of them had the not so much of that character in them. Quantum of Solace, he was whiny James Bond. Uh, and so you didn't get to see him just go out and, uh, you know, license to kill people all the time. And then same way in The Dark Knight, I didn't feel that he Batmaned enough in that movie. There was so much else going on. There was so much of a different story being told that by the time he gets a chance to be Batman, he's on the run from being Batman. I can see that. No, that's that's totally valid. And so I'm glad to see that in this movie. He's Batman. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. Here's Batman. Let Batman be Batman for a change. That's cool. Okay, so one of the other things that I do like about DC superheroes are what they did with the last couple Batman games. Yeah. Have you played any of them? Uh, Played all of Arkham City or as much as I could, you know, get through. Uh, Played bits of Arkham Asylum and like maybe 15 minutes of Arkham Origins and never touched Arkham Knight. Okay, so Arkham Origins was done by like the B team of devs. That's a different group. And that one wasn't a very good game. But the other three are amazing. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. And at this point, Arkham Asylum has been out for a while. So I don't know if I would recommend that one up front. But you could even jump in with Arkham Knight or Arkham City, Um, you know, either the second or the third one. They're both really good. They're open world Batman games. You feel like Batman while you're playing them. Like they really fit with the tone of the world and what I expected from him. And it was just fun to like be Batman for a while. And they, I, I don't know if the others did, but they have uh, Kevin Conroy being the voice of Batman in Arkham City. And Mark Hamill was the Joker and Kevin Conroy was the was Batman. And those are the animated series voices, for those of you who don't know, that, that those are the, the ones who, as being a child, getting off of the school bus or, or coming home after school, running in, waiting to see Batman and watch the Batman, the animated series, those are the voices that I heard. So the moment that I booted up Arkham City, it was like coming home. That's exactly what it felt like. Me and Jennifer, Jennifer was... Uh, sitting on the couch and just listening to his voice as Batman was relaxing to her. Like playing me playing Arkham City, beating everybody up, and her hearing Kevin Conroy's voice made her feel better because it felt so much like Batman. Like that was what was comforting about coming home, that he was there being actual Batman. And I don't think that it would have felt that way, honestly,
honestly, if the voice acting and production quality hadn't been so high. Yep, it is the Batman you were talking about. It's Kevin Conroy. And then I know for sure that it's Mark Hamill as the Joker. And he's he's a fantastic Joker. Okay, and now on to the weekly geekery. Beige, what do you got this week? Uh, this week I have one of my favorite books. It's uh, The Terrible and Wonderful Reasons Why I Run Long Distances uh, by Matt Inman, who does the Oatmeal Web comic. Like, it is my, one of my favorite books. Anytime that I need to feel like I, I'm feeling down about running or exercising or really like, oh my God, I'd just rather stay on this couch. I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm terrible. I, uh, I can read any bit of this book and just get uplifted about why I love the sport of running that not even not the weight loss not the uh not any any kind of anything other than it actually talks about the spiritual side of running which is is weird for people who don't do it but if you've never experienced that runner's high on just the glory of being outside and it's hilarious like that's what this is about it's about like getting trapped in a japanese like a uh, like forest of hornets and drinking grape soda and godzilla attacking japan and running away from him like it's great like everything about this book is great it's funny you can read the entire thing online actually except for just a few panels uh, on the oatmeal's website and i'll link to that in the show notes but if you really want to just make yourself get up and go run sit and read this book and i promise you if you're anything like me you will cry at one point in it maybe a couple but i'm also a big softy so a webcomic book that can make you cry Nice. Yeah, I I love the oatmeal and I've read the comic version online of that, but I I'm I'm tempted to pick up the book now. It's beautiful. Like putting it together, it is an absolutely beautiful paperback and worth the money. Like even though I read it online a lot of times, it's well so well put together. Okay, I'm going to bring The Flash season 1 because I already talked about it. It's really good season of TV if you are interested in a superhero that likes being a superhero that's not very grim dark and it doesn't waste time on the origin story. The Flash season 1 is where it's at. You got to check it out. Um and then I kind of bashed on Daredevil when I was talking about The Flash. I did not love the first season of Daredevil, but Daredevil season two just came out last week and I binge watched it and it's fantastic. So check out Daredevil season two. If you've already watched season one, it's so much better. It's so worth it. If you got through season one and you even if you liked it, if you didn't like it, if you just thought it was okay, give season two a shot. It's totally worth your time. And now we have to do the health hack. Uh, very quick, very talking about what we're, you know, getting something going on for you guys, something super quick that you need. Have you guys ever tried Quest protein bars? Have you tried them? Have you tried them, Void? I have not. Okay, you need to. And we were, we, my wife buys these uh, Quest protein bars and eats them a lot. And they're like mega low sugar, but their protein bars have that weird taste that you eat a lot. The, the lady who was checking us out said what she does is she likes to make cookies out of them. While she's in class, she leaves them on the dashboard of her car so that when she comes back after the sun has been baking the uh, baking them all day long, she opens up and it's just a giant cookie and a wrapper. So when she's out of class, her protein bars turn into a cookie. So we took that and went and baked them in the oven for three fifty at 350 degrees for you know, eight to 10 minutes and broke them into little pieces. And you just have cookies. You have these like healthy cookies that you can do stuff with and it's fantastic and the chocolate chip cookie dough bar is really literally just chocolate chip cookie dough in a wrapper it is awesome you've got to try this 
Uh, you told me about this earlier this week, and now I feel like I have to try it out. Do you have any other recommendations for flavors? Uh, I like mint chocolate chip, uh, the cookies and cream, and my favorite is white chocolate raspberry. It it is delicious, but they make they all make wonderful cookies like that. Don't try the lemon. Anything that had for I mean, Quest is great, but their lemon flavor, nah, nah, just no. <laughs> just no. Just, just, I love just it. nope. Don't. Cool. Don't That's about them. it for us this week. Uh, you can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Twitter. We've been pretty active on Twitter at geek2geekcast. I blog almost daily at agreenmushroom.com. And you can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. That's Beege with two E's uh, that I stole from his Green Mushroom once again this week. And I blog <laughs> sporadically at geekfitness.net. We've been voiding Beege with your Geek to Geek podcast. Beege, do you think uh, this is the week we should finally add some outro music? Yeah, actually, I found this really cool composer online. I think we'll try him out this week. <laughs>